Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about got a gripe about your woman and sex, and why do women lie about sex? They lie about sex they've had in the past, and they lie to you currently (laughs) to what is going on. Why does this happen? We're going to answer some of these questions today. So I am wired and pumped up to tell you about today's show. You know, it's just, uh, I'm sure a lot of you have these burning questions. You like sex. She claims to like sex also, but is this true or is she just snowing you? (laughs) Let's get, let's get to that. All right. So it turns out that social approval, there is a social approval bias that fosters these lies about sex. So when it comes to reporting the number of sex partners or how often they have sexual intercourse, men and women both lie. Well, imagine that. Well, men tend to over-report it. Women have a tendency to under-report it. Although it's not that simple and clear-cut, But let's discover some interesting reasons as to why this is the case. Lying is an inherent aspect of reporting sexual behaviors. For instance, more women, more females report being a virgin, meaning that they have not had sexual intercourse despite having had genital contact with a partner compared to males. So what that means is they're reporting that they're a virgin, yet they're going to a doctor because they have a sexually transmitted disease. Does that make you want to scratch your head? (laughs) I wonder if the doctor can keep a straight face when treating her, right? All right. So what are some common things that occur? Uh, Some of the common ones. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women 2. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. We're open now. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped. Henson Brewing Company, Burbank, California. Come as you are. Hi guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. 
In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show, but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show. You are joining me today. Um, we are talking about why women lie about sex, why they're lying about previous sexual encounters, why they are lying about current sexual encounters. Just, you know, women, I mean, men love sex. So isn't it the same? Doesn't the same hold true for women? Do they not care? Do <laughs> you know? I mean, but apparently it is because they don't care. So they want they want things the way they want them, and so they want to be accepted, and that's why they do some of the things that they do. So that's what we're talking about. All right. Um, I do have a guest on the line. I'm just trying to bridge him on. Let's see. Um, Andres, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you for joining our show. We sure. have a we have a caller on. His name is Andres, and he wrote me on Facebook on a private message. By the way, my listeners, you too can be doing this. If you have a topic or question or comment that you want to leave for me directly, um, go to my Facebook PM and message me, and I'll be happy to respond. So, 
I'm bringing Andres on the on the show today because because he had some really interesting questions that I think are pretty re, uh, universal to a lot of men, and I wanted to clear up some of the myths, clear up why women do some of the things they do, and that's what we're going to talk about. So, um, Andres, if you don't mind, we'll just hop into a couple of your questions and kind of take it from there. So, your, one of your questions was, why can't she have sex without a relationship? Right. right? Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. Yeah, so, basically, so, so, men have like a different agenda altogether. You know, back in the day, if you take it back 10,000 years ago, men were meant to be a rolling stone. They were meant to spread their seed get the job done, populate as many women as they could, because way back then, survival wasn't a guarantee. You know, there were a lot of elements that could take your life, whether it be weather conditions or lack of food or lack of clean water or whatever. So the male body, um, due to the hormone testosterone, was meant to keep moving. It's like half sex populate and go on to the next village, go on to the next woman, because it was his job to keep the species alive, basically. So that's that's the, the MO of men. The MO of women, because their physical body can only get pregnant one man at a time, you know, that's why women are looking for other elements than sex. They are looking for stability. And because, you know, she may be bedridden towards the end of her pregnancy or even in the middle of her pregnancy. And then shortly after the pregnancy, she may not be so mobile and she may have to, you know, take care of the kid or whatever and may not be able to return back to work right away. So all of these are concerning to women and women's primary primal goal is to maintain a man with stability and certainty and that's why these two things are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum Andres yes if you want yes. if you I mean, want I, to I, comment with that yeah yeah I, I, I think that's true I mean uh, in my personal experience like what has happened to me is you know I'll, I'll meet a girl and when I first meet her it'll it'll be like okay we're just going to kind of do the whole friends with uh, benefits kind of thing. But that only lasts, and I hear what you're saying, you know, from an evolutionary perspective, but that only lasts for usually about two weeks, maybe three weeks. And then after that, you know, she gets, starts getting into the um, relationship talk. So, yeah. I mean, I understand about all the, you know, evolutionary stuff. I mean, she wants someone to take care of her. I got it. But, um, you know, you, you, you read about guys or, you know, I know I actually know some guys who kept reading it. Uh, I know some guys and they're able to, you know, do that. They're able to have the, um, you know, no strings attached kind of relationship. But with me and in, in my experience, you know, usually when I start getting intimate with uh, um, a girl and we agree this is what we're going to do, you know, we're going to kind of have like a no strings attached it just always starts leading into uh, a relationship. Now, if you're looking for that, it's great. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking to kind of play the field or you don't want strings attached, it kind of presents a, you know, a little bit of a problem. You know I mean? I, I understand why it happens. It's just like how to get around that, so to speak, if you get what I mean. You know? Right. Right. So there is a way to get around it. Um, let me address why she agrees to having sex with you up front. And then a few weeks down the line, you know, she changes her mind and she does want a relationship. So as a guy, I would tell guys, don't believe a word that comes out of her mouth. It's not that she's being disingenuous or that she's lying to you. She's not. The, the problem that occurs in a, in a woman's body is that upon sex, there's a hormone dump, and that hormone is called oxytocin. So this particular hormone bonds this man to this woman. So that's what's going on. So she could tell you all the words under the sun, but, you know, with that frequent encounter, she gets more and more of that oxytocin dump. And that's why 
you know, women change, you know, quote unquote, it, it appears that they're changing their mind. So, you know, I keep saying that if um, the drug companies were to invent a drug that is the anti oxytocin drug, oh my God, you know, that person would be a billionaire overnight because what guy doesn't want to have a girl that only is down for sex and doesn't need a relationship? And sometimes as a girl, it's very frustrating to have that stupid hormone dump. I mean, I realized 10,000 years ago it made sense, but, you know, hey, we're in the modern age. It doesn't make as much sense today, but that's why that behavior occurs. Now, is there a way to get around this as a guy? Can you continue to have just a friends-only, you know, friends-with-benefit type of relationship? Now, remember, her main drive is to establish and maintain a relationship. So pop that bubble. What you would do when you see her on repeated visits is just make it absolutely clear that you have multiple girlfriends. So that, that, that is like kryptonite to her because she doesn't want to hear that. She wants to hear that she's the only one. So if you keep telling her, don't tell her that, this, that you're just only down for sex because that goes in one ear and out the other ear for a girl. But instead tell her, I have multiple girlfriends. You either choose to play with me or not, you know, because if it's not you, I have other people that I could have sex with. And she will stay around because it's a challenge to her. Because she still thinks she's going to convince you and she's going to be the special one to, you know, tell you other, you know, that's going to make you dump all the other girls. But I would just stay on that path by saying, I have multiple partners, so I don't need you. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. So that works to a certain extent. The second thing that you can do as a guy is just have abundant confidence. So girls need confidence like they need air. Um, I talk about confidence and how to build confidence in my book, Mastering Women, and you can get that on Amazon. It's either in the paperback version or um, download the ebook in in like 60 to 90 seconds. But a good portion of the book talks about how you can build your confidence. So if you're solid with the delivery and you're solid with what what you feel this relationship is, meaning that it's only friends with benefit, then that gets communicated to her and she will appreciate that honesty. What happens instead with most guys is they waver. They're, they're wishy-washy, they, the words might come out, but they don't really believe it themselves. So she is very attuned to maybe you don't believe it yourself, so why should I believe it? Maybe I have a chance with you to turn this thing into a relationship. So you've got to like lock down the confidence thing and your delivery, and that will help things as well. Okay. That, that makes sense. Okay. okay, next question she's, you say is, does she really want it as much as I do? That's the biggest mm-hmm. lie under the sun. No, women don't want it as much as you do. Why is that? Again, let's look to hormones. Men have 10 times the amount of testosterone level in their bodies as do women. So if she's saying that she likes it as much as you, it's a lie. It's to get you into a relationship. And what woman isn't going to do that in the beginning stages? The minute you put a ring on her finger, it's like all that goes out the window because it wasn't true in the first place. So the exception to this rule, and there are a few exceptions, is if she was sexually molested as a child. And unfortunately, one-third of women were molested as a child. So if you can find one of those women, the statement might be true. (laughs) Another exception to the rule is if you find a woman who is um, just divorced. And the reason why is maybe she spent 5, 10, 20 years with the husband, whatever, and, you know, they weren't that compatible in bed. and, And now she is ready to sow her oats. That's That would be another exception. Find somebody who's brand newly divorced. 
And then the other, the third exception would be to find somebody who is past childbearing years. So from a biological standpoint, the woman's primary drive is to produce a child. So if you get her past the childbearing years, then those women are having sex because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Make yeah. sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Cool. Okay. All right, your next question is, why can't she tell you what she wants? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, this is a hard one. It's one of those things where you know it when you see it or you... Uh, feel it when you feel it, but to describe it to somebody else, it's really it's really a hard thing to do. Um, you know, it's kind of like maybe one porn scene turns you on, but another porn scene doesn't turn you on. And you have to, if you're trying to analyze why it does and why it doesn't, it's it's kind of hard to explain. It's like a gray area. So part of the problem is most women don't know the female body themselves, their own body themselves. So how on earth do you expect her to explain it to you when she doesn't even know how the mechanics work? I mean, for a guy, it's much, much easier. All the parts are out in the open. You can touch them. You can feel them. You can play with them, whatever. But for a, a woman... Um, they're hard to see unless she's using a mirror, unless she's watching female porn. Um, it's hard to figure out how to put it into words that she'll understand, that you can understand, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little harder. <laughs> it's not to say that it can't be done. It's just harder. And I think... Probably the best way to make this happen is um, either encourage her or to find a woman who masturbates because then you sort of do have to get connected to your body and you do have to figure out how things work. And when you, when you know how things work, then it's easier to communicate it to her man. Not with a vibrator. I'm just saying, you know, with fingers or whatever. You, you have to get more raw with it as a female you have to like get more i think you know if you just stick a toy down there you're still not going to be connected with how it all work how the plumbing all works but if you encourage that or find a woman who does masturbate i think you are more likely to get a straight answer because that woman is then connected to her body okay yeah. yeah it makes sense to me okay why does she lie about her orgasm? Okay, this is a good one. Because um, she wants it over with. That's part of the reason why. Um, I would say that a lot of men really, I don't know, they don't have it going on in the bedroom. And, you know, for a guy, you know, a guy can get off anywhere, anytime. You know, it could be 9-11 happening or a major hurricane happening, and you guys could still get off, you know, because you're very focused and very linear and you're just going to get the job done where I think all that might be true oh and the other thing is is that men are guaranteed to have an orgasm I mean the statistics show that 99.5 percent of the time the guy is going to but that's not true with women um only about 30% of women can have a vaginal orgasm so you know why does she lie I don't know, maybe she's got to get up in the morning or maybe the kid is going to cry in, you know, the next 10 minutes and she's got to get up to nurse the kid or feed the kid or whatever. Um, so there, she's got a lot of distractions. I think um, the more you focus on her having a good time and the more that she does get off, more often that she does get off, I think the lies will uh, dramatically go down because... Know, if she's having fun, why should she lie about it? So she's probably lying because she's not having fun and she just wants it over with. Right. So something kind of related could be the fact that, like, you know, she, um, I mean, I had this happen in, in Asia on more than one occasion. Yeah. Um, if she is, if it is one of the 30% time, as you're saying, uh, I've had some Asian girls that have, uh, in different countries, who have, uh, put a pillow over their head when they're about ready to, or put a pillow over their mouth 
when they're about ready to, you know, to have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was kind of obvious why they were doing it. But I asked later, why, why did you, you know, why did you do that? And why didn't want anybody to hear me? You know, so it's like, she, of course, she wants the, the orgasm. But I was like, well, who cares if somebody hears you? I mean, we're, we're not doing anything, you know, unnatural. And she's like, she's like, I know, but it's different for you, you know, because you're, you know, you're a guy. But I, you know, for me, I, I don't want people to, to hear me. I was like, okay, whatever, you know, no problem. <laughs> I wasn't really complaining about it. I'm just saying that's happened to me as well. So that's kind of interesting, you know, so to speak. That's well, interesting. We we still, in this day and age, in 2018, we still have a double standard. So the more sex that guys get, you know, they're deemed as being a stud, whereas right. the more sex that women get, you know, that's that's a terrible thing. She's a slut now. So, mm -hmm. you know, being loud <laughs> during the sex act, and if somebody is going to hear, she thinks that, oh, socially, this is not acceptable. And it's not acceptable. I mean, even in this day and age, it's not acceptable. So, um, I don't know. Unless you're in a padded room that, that the noise isn't going to get out, very few women are just going to let it rip, especially right. when they know the walls are thin and the person in the apartment next door is going to hear. And right. some ding-dongs next door, they'll actually call the cops. So, you know, there's that element, too. So, it's more than... You know, a guy would hear that sound and say, oh, that this is just a natural occurrence. Like, who cares? But if the female next door, you know, she might think that you're injuring the girl or raping the girl or assaulting the girl. So, you know, she's going to make this thing escalate and call the cops. So it's just, you know, the interpretation level is definitely a double standard. Or she may just be jealous if she's not getting her yeah. first share of the, That's the pie. That's true too. That, that sexual pie. She, yes. She's just gonna. She's gonna be a hater. You know. Right. There, there's there's women that are haters too. It's not just guys. You know. Yeah. So that could happen. That could happen. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right on that one. All right. Next up, you're saying, does she like having sex with me, or is she just lying to get what she wants? Hate to, I hate to tell you this for the ladies that are listening out there. Yes, she's lying to get what she wants. Like I say, her primary goal is to be in a relationship, so and that will lead to producing a child. That's her primary goal, whether she <laughs> likes it or not. So it's kind of like, you know, does she like me for me or does she like me for my money? You know, you often oftentimes see women with, guys who have social status or money or or what have you it's the same kind of dynamic that um she'll you know if there's if there's an attractive quality about you in this way um she wants to get her goals met so if she needs to lie and be manipulative and be seductive or whatever it takes to turn you on to make you believe she's telling the truth that's what she's going to do but i think in a lot of cases um She's just misleading you. So to that I say, don't tell the girl who you are. You know, don't do that on day one. I mean, wait for at least three months. You know, don't disclose that you have a fancy car or a fancy house or a fancy job or whatever it is that she's going after. I would play all of that on the down low. Um, until such time that you know that she likes you for you. Then you can reveal that. But I see a lot of guys spending a lot of money on day one or they're being flashy or arrogant or whatever on day one. And, you know, it, that's when you're going to attract the gold digger. So why do that? You need to rule out that she likes you for you first. Have you had that experience before, Andres, where you weren't quite sure if she was in it for you? Uh, kind of. I mean, like I said, you know, living in Southeast Asia or, um, you know, before, not now, but living in Southeast Asia, I mean, what, what I did, basically, I, I kind of um, knew what, what you were saying as far as that's concerned. And what I would do is I would I would dress down, you know, I, I I wouldn't 
Um, I know a lot of people, this doesn't work in the U.S., but, you know, in Southeast Asia, I would purposely dress like somebody, like, like a backpacker, you know, T-shirt and shorts. And I yeah. have nicer clothes, but yeah. I know if I went out in those clothes, they'd be like, oh, this guy's got money. Not only would I be overcharged, you know, because, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not Asian. So, you know, a lot of Southeast Asians, I think anybody from America who's white is rich. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so you get overcharged by, you know, the guys running the, the restaurant or bar, wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. And any girls that come up to you, yeah, you, you look you look nice, but they, they think you got money. So that that's setting up something uh, from the get go that's not n- no good. Now, if you're there in a t-shirt and shorts, and the girl comes over and starts talking to you, um, you know that's uh, y- you know that she's probably not a gold digger. She's probably right. cool. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of like well. If you go out, the good news, and you're dressed really nice, you're dressed to the nines, as they say, or I'm not talking jewelry, but you're dressed in decent clothes, um, they're going to say, oh, this guy, you look like you got money, and you're going to have women. But it's not the right kind of women. So you dress you dress down, you're not going to have many girls coming over and talking to you. But it doesn't matter because, like I said, you're you're attracting the wrong ones anyways. You know what I mean? That that's mm-hmm. kind of been my experience. So, uh, for example, you know, this girlfriend I had for two and a half years, uh, I met her online. Our first date uh, was at a at a coffee shop, and you know, I, I made it a, a point. Like I said, I I don't know exactly what I was wearing. This was a long time ago, but I made it a point to dress in t shirt and shorts, and you know, we not not dressed up at all. And we started talking and uh, found out we had a lot in common. And, you know, the date <laughs> the date lasted a while. The first date, I think, lasted six or seven hours, you know, because we just kept, we went here, then we went here, you know, we're like going around different places. But, um, you know, as I was talking to her, I was like, yeah, this girl is definitely into me. You know, it's not, it's not a money thing. So, yeah, I think that's true. I think it's true. So, yeah, you know, and a, a lot of um, a lot of people that live in these foreign countries, you know, they have it pretty tough. They might be living living like, you know, I don't know, eight to ten, twelve people in an apartment. They may um, experience scarcity in in water or food or shelter or clothing or whatever it is. And even a lowly backpacker, an American backpacker, most likely has more money than she does. So. You know, maybe the underlying goal here is to hop on a plane and come to America and she wants you to sponsor her because it'll get her out of, um, you know, all that poverty or whatever. So I think there's a lot of that goes on. I think you were very smart to downplay it and just wear a T-shirt and shorts and, you know, just be chill about it. And I I recommend that to um, guys here in the States, too. So, I mean, not that you have to wear, you know, shorts or whatever, but, you know, you have to dress according to whatever you're doing, but you don't have to go all out. You don't have to show all your cards all at once. So that's what I recommend (laughs) till you know what the score is, right? Right. All right. So your next question is, why does she treat the kids better than me? All right. That's a good one. Um, Well, like I say, her most important job, according to women, according to the hormones, is to produce a child. So as far as most women are concerned, I don't think they would be honest enough to tell you this, but most women absolutely rate the kids and, and, uh, you know, Shut the front door if the kid is a is a male child. Then the odds go up even more. But of course, she likes the kids better than you. You're just a sperm donor to her. You know. I mean, that's how most women see it. Now, are there couples that fall in love for each other? Sure. Does that happen anymore today? I don't know. I think those numbers are way low. Probably like maybe 20% of the population, the couples are actually in love. But I think for the rest of the female population, they're there to produce that child. And once there is a child, they're very protective and mother hennish about it. And actually, they use the sun, uh, they mold the sun and raise the sun in their mind's eye as to what a perfect man should be. 
And if you aren't perfect to her estimation, that that male child is going to take your your place. I mean, it's really sick. It's very twisted and very Oedipal, but I think that's what goes on. Mm-hmm. They could, you know, y- you guys are disposable in that sense. She got her job done, I've done, and, you know, she's on to the kid now, and the kid's always more important. I mean, should couples act like this? I, I certainly say no. I mean, the best couples are when the two parents treat each other the best. You don't even have to go out of your way to treat the child like that, and nor should you, because children learn by example. So if the couples are have a good communication and are respectful of each other and are happy together and are loving together, guess what? All that rubs off on the kid. You know, I mean, be the positive role model that you want the kid to be. So you don't have to go out of your way to give that special loving attention to the male child when your efforts would be better served to do it by example, to show that you do have a loving relationship with your husband. Are you, are you talking, you're talking about mainly couples with, with kids, right? You're not talking about like, uh, you know, a, a single guy going out with a single mom, or are you, are you talking about both? Oh, the single, both. I mean, the single mom absolutely is putting that male child ahead of you. Absolutely. I mean, the second the the kid needs to go to Disneyland or the second the kid needs to go to soccer practice or has a runny nose or whatever, she's there. So whatever plan she had with you, it gets dumped. (laughs) She's going to go do, she's going to be there for her kid. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't personally, I'm not saying it's wrong. Well, I mean, we talked before about, like, you know, our, our friend in L.A. who uh, I'm, I'm a student of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can say his name if you want. But basically, I don't I don't date single moms. Um, I have friends that do, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't. Um, as far as – and that this you hit on something right then and there that, that's, that's good. Um, this is actually one of the reasons – why I'm discouraged to have kids, to get married and have kids, because I know realistically um, I'm going to take a back seat. You know what I mean? Like you, you meet the, I meet the woman in my dreams mm-hmm. and I, I'm willing to give up other women that I have, you know, cause th- that's how you get the hottest women. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself, but is if you have other women, they know they got competition. Right. If you're a lonely duck, you, you it's 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 very difficult. No, right. I, I they to, can smell know, that. Right. Right. I, I'm in I'm in a new place now, so I don't have the social circle. Um, you know, I need to build that up again. But, you know, over time it's it's gonna happen. I, I know it always does. But um if you're a lonely duck, it, it's very difficult. Um you know, it, it it just really is. But but even so, getting back to the whole thing, you meet meet the woman of your dream, and you're like, I don't even want any of these other women. I just want this woman. Okay, well, you know she's going to want a baby. Most women want a baby, or maybe two, and yeah. those kids are going to take priority over me. And I I, I can't deal with that. This is All one right. of the reasons I don't I don't get married. You know, because I'm just like, hey, you know, there are exceptions, but it's very very rare. You know, mm-hmm. where the woman you're going to get married. And then, you know, you, you're you're still have that same loving relationship that you had before the kids. I mean, after the kids, it's like having a roommate, you know, yeah. uh, what I've been told. So yeah. this is one of the reasons why I'm against marriage, which is probably another topic for another another show. But I just don't date single moms. Um, I have a friend who is and I said, what, what are you doing? And he says, well, you know, at my age, I'm too old to, you know, have a. Uh, he has another kid from a previous relationship, oh. but you know he started dating a, a woman who's got a kid. And I said, "What are you doing, dude?" And he said, "Well, at my age, I don't want to have, you know, um, another kid. So this is kind of like my kid." And I was like, "Okay, dude. Well, enjoy Chuck E. Cheese in about two or three months, and enjoy all this other stuff you really don't want to do, but you're going to get suckered into. Enjoy that, you know. So um, I hope it had some effect on his decision, but I don't, I don't think it will." So it's up to him. But I know personally what I do and what I believe. So anyways, you are right, though. I mean, the the kid will take priority over the guy, you know, pretty much in 99 times out of 100. 
You know, you got to find that one woman where it's like she values marriage more than she varies or, or, you know, than than the kids. But that's those women are very, very rare, which is why I don't get married. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. So for the guy, this guy who's marrying a sing, I mean, who is dating a single mom, just because she already has a kid doesn't mean she doesn't want to also produce your kid. That's no guarantee Mm -hmm. of anything. Right. You know, unless she's past childbearing age. Um, But, you know, another thing I tell guys is never believe anything that comes out of her mouth with regard to what she says about birth control. Mm -hmm. So if she's, you know, 30 years old and has a kid and now you're dating this person, I don't know how old this person is, but let's just say that that's not stopping her from producing another child with your friend. 31 or 32. Yeah, actually, (laughs) she will. Okay, see, I hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, of course she will. So, you know, she might say, oh, I'm oh, I'm on birth control or one is enough or, you know, how many of her kids she has currently. But, you know, my current kids are enough. No, she doesn't stop there. Her body is just going to keep on going and produce as many kids as she can. And right now uh, in this climate, there's no stigma to have a child out of wedlock, whereas decades in decades past, that was a big issue. Now it seems like, you know, women are having kids left and right and. Either there's no man in sight or, you know, there is a man in sight, but, you know, they're not married. So is that what's best for the kid? No. What's best for the kid is to have a married um, household where both parents are participating in the parenting. So, um, yeah, so that's that's not going to... That's not going to stop her. With regard to guys who date single uh, parents... um, the reason why they do that is because it's easier. It's easier to get in. Are you kidding me? Now, I know, I know our friend down the street advises otherwise, which I understand the logic. I, I do agree with the logic to not date single mothers. Primarily, he's saying that because he thinks that she'll produce another child, which she will. Okay, so anyway, the guys who are dating single moms are doing so because it's easier to get in. It's easier to have sex because she's already kind of needy. So she will she will lower her guard and not be as fussy compared to a woman who is single without kids because the ones that are single without kids think that they have a premium and that they could be more choosy. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think I think, you know, our friend down the street, you know, basically he does have a point And well, you, you do, too. What you just said is, is true. Like if it's a single mom, she kind of knows. I think a lot of guys do have my viewpoint. I mean, because a lot of people listen to, you know, our friend and and um, that's that's great. But, you know, so in, if your goal is just to get in then, yeah, you know, I, I think that is probably good advice because single moms are, are not as uh, choosy, not as picky, you know, and they do, I can say, put out more, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's, just, that's just how it is, you know. I've, that's how it I, is. I've, I've done it in the past, you know. I'm not doing it again. For That's a whole other topic for another show, but, you know, I've, I've, I've done it, and that has been my experience, you know, um, in terms of like, they don't really have a lot of hangups in terms of like, well, I should make them wait like two dates or three dates or four dates. Otherwise, it's going to think I'm a slut. You know, they're just like, hey, you know, I, I, I like, I like this guy. He likes me. So why, why, why are we wasting each other's time? Let's just get down to business, and and then they do it. But you know, I agree with our friend up the street that you know, if if you get involved with that, you are just it, you can't help the fact that three, four months down the road, you're going to be taking trips down to Chuck E. Cheese and going to baseball games, which you really don't care about. Uh, baseball games of a kid, not of like a major league game. Right. Uh, you're going to be doing this stuff. And you're like, oh my God, how did I get suckered into this stuff? Oh, that's right. I'm dating a single mom. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's just, I don't do it. You know, like, like I said, my friend's doing it. Another friend who was doing it. Um, but I don't, I choose not to do that. But if your whole goal is just to get, just to get laid, then single moms are a great, you know, a great option, but just realize there are some, 
you know, consequences for doing that, mainly, uh, you know, as my, my friend said, you know, it's kind of like an Insta family, just add dad, you know, and it's like, it sounds harsh, but it's, it's kind of true. Yeah. So, cause most of the time a single mom, the dad is either not in the picture or he's in the picture on a very limited, uh, basis, you know? So therefore if you're dating a single mom, you have to step in and fill that, you know, fill that role, that stepdad role or that male, you know, role and male, male role model role. And it's like a lot of guys don't really want to do that, but they're just so desperate to get laid they, that they do. They're like, hey, but they do. Forget right. This. Uh, forget this. I'll do it. You know, I'll go with a single mom. <laughs> I don't want yeah. to. I, I really need. You know, I, I need to do it. I'm in a dry spell here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that that's yeah. kind of how it goes. So I agree. Uh, so, and my advice to somebody who really does want to get married, really does want to start a family, you know, is there a way to get over the thing where she's going to put the kids ahead of you? Yes, there is a way. So here's a simple uh, math on that. If you do nothing... Uh, there's a 50% failure rate with re- with regard to today's marriages. 50% succeed, 50% fail. So th- those are the stats. So how do you beat those odds? So what you do instead is don't start having a family for two years. That's all you have to do, two years. So then what happens to the statistics is they're 80% in your favor, those couples who waited two years before they started a family, um, their success rate of a successful marriage was shot up to 80%. So what happens in those two years? Guess what? You get to know each other before the kids come. So you get to find out the ins and the outs and what's good about her, what's bad about her. You travel together. Um, you go to new lands. You eat different foods. You go out. You have different activities that you like. You like to hike. She likes to hike. You know, you both play tennis. Whatever it is, you create. It takes two years to create a bond with somebody after marriage to where it is pretty much rock solid. And then after that point in time, start to have the kids so that's the secret with that yeah that that sounds good that's yeah yeah so and again it's like timing is everything usually most women are childbearing until about the age 35 um after age 35 then she is deemed as a high-risk pregnancy she might be prone to uh, the pregnancy might be prone to birth defects and other genetic disorders whatever which you don't want to get into that territory so in order to beat the clock with the 35 which means you got to start with that we got to get married and her age has got to be like 30 31 32 in order to beat the clock for you to have two years of a solid relationship before starting kids. So it's it's hard to time all that out. I mean, obviously, the younger the better. If she's in her 20s, late 20s, that's even better. But, you know, if you can do the math on that and fall in love with somebody who is of that age, it's uh, going to make life a whole lot easier. So if you've married and she's already 34, she's not going to want to wait around for two years. You know, her biological clock is already ticking, like, really loudly in her head. And, you know, like I was saying, it's not very safe to have a pregnancy after 35. So um, there's issues. You're going to have a lot of risk with regard to someone like that. And she may choose the kid over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean- yeah, right. so if you so if you know the stats, then you know what you're getting into. It's, you know, a lot of this stuff is... You know, education is just informing yourself on what the odds are and just kind of like, you know, judging a horse race. It's it's very similar. It's very cut and dry. Once you know this, what the stats are, then it's all in your favor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there are one place. Um, I'm not saying all American guys should make a mass migration to uh, Brazil, but, you know, one place where... Um, it's just part of their culture. Um, it, it's it's a different belief, and I mean, you know, in America, 
uh, and I'll say other Western countries, as as you just said, ninety nine times out of a hundred. Um, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about the two year thing, but uh, ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's it's going to be you know where that kid is more important than than the husband. I mean, like I said, that's why I haven't gotten married. But there are a few countries like Brazil where when you get married, um, like the woman is expected to the gender roles are a lot different. The woman is expected to act like kind of like a 1950s uh, housewife. You know, I mean, you yeah. OK, you may have two kids or three kids or four kids, but even her friends and her family will say, yeah, you got kids. You know, you got to be a good mom. That's true. But your husband comes first. That's who you married. You didn't marry the kids. The kids are a product of your relationship. But your relationship was was started, you, you know, b- before the kids. You know what I yeah. mean? Obviously. So you, you got to treat your husband a lot better. And then obviously the guy, you know, has to treat um, his wife uh, well as, as well. As well, you know? yeah. She, he he can't, like, it, it sounds all good, you know, like, uh, when I first heard that, and I've been there, and I'm, I'm going back there soon, but basically, uh, when I first heard that, I was like, "Wow, that's awesome." Okay, it is awesome, but there are, there are a couple consequences of that as well. One of the things is like you get married in the U.S., you're gonna have a bachelor party. Woman won't even ask you about it. You know, she kind of knows what's going on. Um, in Brazil, that is considered cheating. I mean, people still do it sometimes. Um, you know, have the bachelor parties, but that's considered cheating because they're going to say, Hey, you're getting ready to, uh, their, their viewpoint is, cause I've asked them, you're getting ready to marry this woman. You said you love her, but the last night of your freedom, you're going out with all these other, uh, women. So do you really love your wife or, you know, you're right. You, it's it's yes a whole, no? it's a whole yeah. different culture and mindset. And, and I agree with it to a certain degree. Anyway, waiting the two years definitely okay, creates so. the bond uh, between yeah, you and so. helps with the child issue. Uh, thank you, Andres, for joining our show today. Sure. Um, if you've sure. just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Join us here each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll catch you next week on the Men's Advocate Show. 